several times I'm on my way to church and I get a revelation right around the same spot. <laughs> and I don't know if there's some kind of uh, angels camped around over there or, or, or something, but I, I, I got something today and I, I had to, uh, I dictated it, praise the Lord, and uh, wrote it down just in case uh, I for, would forget it. I, I didn't, I didn't want to lose it. But first, let me uh, lead you here in a confession. Say, I am the disciple who Jesus loved. I am my father's favorite child. I am the apple of his eye. I am well-pleasing in his sight. I receive the love that my father has for me. Everything I do and touch shall be blessed because I'm the beloved. I am loved, righteous, blessed, prosperous, redeemed. Forgiven, talented, creative, confident, secure, disciplined, focused, prepared, qualified, motivated, valuable, free, determined, equipped, empowered, anointed, accepted and approved, not average, not mediocre, holy, flawless, without blemish. Blameless and free from accusation. I am a child of the Most High God. I will become all that I was created to be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Now for some revelation. Paul said, I want to call your attention to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. This is not in your notes, but something I was uh, meditating on this morning. Got some revelation on it. As I said, as I was going through downtown Fort Wayne. Um, grace does not mean that we don't do anything. And there's a proper way to receive grace. Um, and when you receive it, it's going to cause a behavior like effortless when you're under grace. Paul said, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. not by his effort, but by the grace of God. He said, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. In other words, grace produces results. It produces um, works that are directed by the Holy Spirit. This tells us that the, the grace of God does not produce inactivity. And don't get it twisted. Don't see, sometimes people hear stuff that's not there. Like when I say, um, 
God doesn't love you less if you don't read your Bible, if you don't pray, if you don't come to church. Okay, that's not going to change the Father's love for you. And some people do those things under law because their motive was they didn't want God to be mad at them. Okay. Now, that's not saying, I'm not saying by saying that, that we shouldn't go to church and we shouldn't pray and we shouldn't read the Bible. If you're not doing those things, and I'm just picking some of the things out, if, if you are in a, a, a state of inactivity and you're just in a state like you're just not doing anything for God, well, let me read it again so this will go down better. Paul said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. Okay? Wasn't doing stuff by his works. He said, he said what I do, I mean, Paul was, was responsible for more than half of the New Testament. He said, I do it by the grace of God. All right? So here's what I got. Um, because you find sometimes under grace, and this is the reason why some pra- uh, pastors don't teach it, is because uh, p- people start puking and pooping all over the place. Because all of a sudden certain things stop happening or people start stop doing certain things that are right to do. But it uncovers, grace exposes the motive by which you're doing certain things. All right, I'm getting a little heavy on you here now. But I want you to stick with me. And uh, this, this revelation, man, I, I got this. Is, I thought this was powerful. And so you can look at your behavior and, and say, wait a minute. Um, it's not about your behavior, but your behavior can become indicators of what you're under. Are you under law or are you under grace? There's a, a guy who, a friend of mine, he, he said, uh, Pastor, uh, he's not a pastor, he's a traveling minister ministered all over Africa. His name is Ed Elliott, and he was teaching somebody grace, and, and this guy said, well, if I believe that, then I would cheat on my wife. He said, well, you just expose what's in your heart. <laughs> See, that's what great grace will do. So, so basically, w- what this guy is saying, the only reason that there was, the only thing that was keeping him faithful to his wife was the fact that God would be angry with him if he, if he wasn't faithful. So, so grace will expose your motive. Now, I haven't even given you the revelation yet. Well, okay, here it is. Thank you, Jesus. Here's this, I mean, this is so good. This might not excite you so much, but really excited me. So, like, things like, think about things like praying, reading the Bible, going to church. If... If you only did those things because they were required of you under the law, then you remove the law. And this is the reason why some pastors don't don't preach it. When you remove the law, there's no longer a reason to do them. 
Okay, I'm going to read that again. So if you only pray, read the Bible, go to church, because they were required, you thought they were required of you to do under the law, then once grace is preached and the law is removed, if your, if your motive was doing those things under the law, because you were under law, when the law is removed, there's no longer a reason to do them. That's when you're under law. See, so if you're only doing them, the only reason for doing them was under the law. When the law is removed, there's no longer a reason to do it. Unless you're under grace. Now, when you're under grace, the, it, when you interpret that as, I'm under grace now. I ain't got to do nothing. You're not under grace. You're under law. You just heard a message that exposed your motive for doing them. All right, so we're going to get into the message. That wasn't the message. That was just the appetizer, so I'm going to move on to something I think you might like. All right, praise the Lord. So, I meant to share this last week, and we didn't get into it, but we talked about some important things about plugging in, like that woman with the issue of blood. You can activate God's power in your life. Amen. One way to do it is receiving communion. Receiving communion by faith, trusting in what Jesus did for you on the cross. You're actually releasing the power of God into your life. We talked about how miracles happen through the hearing of faith. Miracles can jump off just as you are hearing the word. All right. So, um, man, fighting this presentation again. I should be able to try it again. Praise the Lord. We're going to begin in First Corinthians chapter five. And uh, while I'm searching for this, praise the Lord, I want to uh, let you know that uh, we need your support here at Summit Church. We need your support uh, to uh, get involved in what God is doing here. See where you can, where you can fit in. Amen. Jesus, thank you. Help me, Lord. Lord, help me. Y'all pray for your pastor. I need your prayers right now. I'm not, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not on the same Wi-Fi network up there. 
me give this one more shot. I don't even have time to respond to that right now. Um, actually, I don't have the verse I just referenced in my notes. Okay, so let me just give you, uh, before we, we jump into this, oh, well, goodness. Okay, I guess I don't have it in my notes, but it's up there. Anyway, 1 Corinthians 5, 7, for Christ, indeed Christ, who is our Passover, was sacrificed for us. So the scripture tells us that, that Christ is our Passover. It's interesting that the same night that the Lord celebrated Passover with his disciples, he instituted communion. Okay, and that's not a coincidence. I mean, that, that, there was a reason for that because Christ is our Passover. So what we're going to look at some things in the Passover when, uh, why is it called a Passover? Because when the death angel saw the blood, he passed over all of the homes of the Israelites whose house the blood was applied to because the angel swept through the land and, um, and killed all of the firstborn males of the Egyptians and anyone who did not have the blood applied so that the death angel passed over the homes where the blood was applied. That's why it's called the Passover. Now, that was a shadow. Jesus is the substance. Okay? So we're going to go to the shadow and, and look at some things, and it's very powerful because when God delivered them out of Egypt, that night of the Passover, they all came out, almost three million Jews, they came out with not one sick, what, not one feeble among them, not one person sick. That was supernatural because they were under uh, uh, heavy... Uh, burdens they were they were serving as slaves under a heavy task master master you know that they, they had to be sick because of poor work conditions they didn't have they didn't have a union <laughs> okay they had poor uh, work conditions there had to be people who were who were sick and had work related injuries not proper uh, care okay and um, so, but God brought them out, and they were all healed supernaturally. And he brought them out with silver and gold. So they were blessed. So if God would bring them out, and this is a type of Jesus, who is our Passover? Christ. Christ, Jesus. Jesus is our Passover. So if God healed every uh, a person, every Israelite, under the shadow, how much will he heal us 
under the, the real, the substance, Jesus. How much more can all of us be healed? But see, you've got to receive this revelation that God wants me well. And when I partake of communion, I'm, I'm partaking of the body of Christ. You're actually partaking of his DNA. When you, when you eat the bread, you're receiving his, his DNA. All of the life that's in Jesus comes in you. You get a little bit more life, a little bit more health, a little bit more strength, a little bit more vitality. Now, we've touched on some of these things, but um, let's look at how they, they shall eat. They shall eat. Uh, let's look at the next verse, or excuse me, the next uh, passage here. Then they shall eat the flesh on that night. Let's see what, what we can learn from this, uh, this shadow so we can see, the, see what we have in, in Jesus, okay? Then they, they, sh they shall eat the flesh on that night roasted in fire. Now, what's that a picture of? That's the picture of the fire of God's judgment that fell on Jesus. We will never be judged. We will never be condemned for our sins because the fire of God's judgment fell on Jesus. This is a type of that. So they were to eat of a lamb, okay, and we know who the lamb is, Jesus. The lamb slain before the foundation of the world. He was roasted on the cross. The fire of God's judgment fell on Jesus. Then they shall eat of the flesh on that night, roasted in fire with unleavened bread with bitter herbs. They shall eat it. Do not eat it raw. Now we touched on that. That means don't, that we're in this Christmas season, but this is talking about not looking at Jesus. When you partake of the communion, I don't want you to see him in the manger. See, that's, that's partaking of communion uh, raw by looking at Jesus as a, 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 oh, he was a great teacher. Looking at him as a, a, a moral leader. Looking at him as someone who was walking the shores of, of Galilee. Looking at him lying uh, as a baby in the manger. No, that's not how we're to look at him. That's looking at him raw. How should we see him? We should see him on the cross. See him roasted in fire. Seeing, bear, seeing him bearing all of the judgment for our sins. Taking all of our sins past, present, and future. Think about that. The sins of the whole world to everybody who would ever live and everybody who has lived everybody who will ever walk the face of this earth, he took all of their, our sins, past, present, and future, all on him on that cross. So don't eat it raw, nor boiled at all with water. Say with water. That means don't water down Jesus' sacrifice. Don't see him like you see those pictures of Jesus. 
I mean, it looks like he's taking a kind of resting when he's laying on that cross. That's not how he looked. Okay, I'm going to get into some R-rated stuff here right now, so just brace yourselves. Let's see how the, how the Bible said he looked. You don't want to have any pictures like this of Jesus on, on your wall in your house, how he really looked on that cross. Because it wouldn't, it wouldn't be very pretty. What is it? Here, here's a picture of him on the cross. From the New, New Living Translation, it says, but, but many were amazed when they saw him. His face, you can bring that scripture up. There, there we go, thank you. The, the, his face was so disfigured, he seemed hardly human. And from his appearance, one would scarcely know he was a man. Now think about this. We're, we're, we're eating it raw this morning. Thank you. Thank you. What did I say? No, no, we're not eating. Not, not eating it raw. We're, we're roasting it in fire. Excuse me. We're seeing Jesus roasted in fire. We're not eating it raw. We're, we're seeing Jesus roasted in fire, taking the punishment for our sins on the cross. His, his face was so disfigured, he seemed hardly human. From his appearance, one would scarcely know he was a man. That's how bad he was whipped and beaten all. He was all for us. See, everything that Jesus did was for us. Let's look at this from the New Century version. Uh, many people were shocked when they saw him. His appearance was so damaged, he did not look like a man. His form was so changed. They could barely tell he was human. Amen. See, none of the things that Jesus did, none of it was for himself. All of it was for us. Isaiah 53, 4 from uh, Young's liter literal translation. Surely his sickness, his sicknesses he hath borne and our pains, he hath carried them, and we esteemed him plagued, smitten of God, and afflicted. Matthew 8, 17 quotes that himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. That punishment on the cross, all of it was for us. Romans chapter 5. And um, verses 9 to 11 from the New Living Translation. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, how are you made right? By the blood of Jesus, by the blood that he shed on the cross. He will certainly save us. From God's condemnation. See, Jesus was judged so we wouldn't be judged. Jesus was condemned with our condemnation so we wouldn't be condemned. See, if God was to punish you for your sins, that's what they call double jeopardy. 
You can't be punished for this uh, same thing twice. Jesus was punished, so you won't be punished. Thank you, Lord. Next verse says, For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, say, I'm a friend of God. While we were still enemies, thank you, Lord. Jesus died for us while we were still enemies. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were still enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. Thank you, Lord. Say it again. I'm a friend of God. Okay, now, let's look at this next verse. Uh, this uh, next passage here in, uh, we're going back to Exodus, chapter 12, verse 11. Now, notice how they were, they were to eat it. With a belt I want to talk to you about new beginnings. They were, they were to eat this lamb with a belt on their waist, with a belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hands, so you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover, and, and Jesus is our Passover. So what, what is this talking about? Expectations. What you going to put a belt on, sandals on, staff in your hand? You getting ready to go someplace. You're going. Tell, the, tell your neighbor you're going somewhere. <laughs> tell your neighbor Jesus loves you. But I'm his favorite. Tell your neighbor, you're going somewhere. <laughs> I think I told you this, um, but it fits good right here in case you didn't hear it. This lady got mad at her pastor because uh, she said a year had passed pastor said, tell your neighbor, it's the year of your breakthrough. The year had passed, and uh, she got mad at the pastor, confronted him, and said, uh, you said that, 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 would, that, that this last year would be the year of my breakthrough. He said, no. I said, tell your neighbor. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. But I'm, t I'm, saying, I'm saying to you, see, what do you believe? Now, I can declare something, and you don't need to wait for me to declare something. You declare it over your own life. Be the prophet over your own life. Speak the word over your own life. What are you expecting in uh, 2020? You expecting to go somewhere, or are you expecting to stay in the same place? I want you to expect something. I see you going somewhere. 
I see you going to another level. When you see it, then you begin to expect it. Isn't it interesting that God told them to eat that lamb ready to go somewhere? Now, we, see, we already know what's going to happen. They, they're coming out, right? But they were following instructions. They had to believe they're coming out. They could have said, what we put our sh- what we put our saddles on for? <laughs> now here here's where I really want you to pay attention to me because it's very easy to be missile minister to you because they weren't like oh yeah yeah okay praise the Lord we we get ready to get out of here praise the Lord you know they've been slaves for four hundred years and I want to encourage some of you that if you've been standing for a long time for something it seems like a long time I'm saying. I mean, and, and it's easy to, to be discouraged when you keep looking at your condition and nothing has changed and what you're believing for, it hasn't happened maybe even for a few years. It's easy to get discouraged. Let's just be real. And God understands that. Jesus understands that. You know that Jesus walked this earth and he was tempted in all points as we are yet without sin. And let's not be ignorant of the devil's devices. What, what he does is he tries to get you to look at disappointments of the past, things that haven't worked, times that you've failed, and he'll tell you stuff like, what makes you think that, that this is going to work now? It ain't never worked before. Remember when you got, got your hopes up before and you were, it ended in disappointment? What, what you... What makes you think this is going to be any different? And see, he tries to, to do those things and, and, and get you looking at disappointments of the past to discourage you from hoping, hoping and having expectation for your future. I don't care if, 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 if it's not working now, expect it to work. Expect that all things are working together for your good. Think about these Israelites. They were slaves for 400 years. And all of a sudden, God is ready to, to, to bring them out. He's telling them to expect, to expect to leave. And they had been there for 400 years. And, and they weren't all just hip, hip, hooray. Watch this. Look at Exodus uh, chapter 6. This is going to encourage you. Because uh, even even when, at times when when it's hard for you to believe because you haven't seen any any major results or you've had disappointments in the past and you, or you're looking at a particular sickness and you've been in this condition for a while and you've been standing for a while, you've been believing for a while. And maybe you've, you've gotten a little discouraged. Don't condemn yourself. God understands that. It, it can be tough for you to believe in God's promise and lay hold of God's promise. But don't quit believing. 
Receive God's love that he has for you. Believe in the love that he has for you. Therefore, say to the people of Israel, I am the Lord. I will free you from your oppression. Isn't that something? How long have they been slaves? 400 years. He said, I'm going to free you from your oppression. They have not seen any freedom in their lifetime, let alone their ancestors. <laughs> their ancestors haven't seen it. They haven't seen it. And all of a sudden, God says, I will free you from your oppression and rescue you from your slavery in Egypt. I will redeem you. I will redeem you with a powerful arm and great acts of judgment. I don't take lightly when words are, words are spoken over you. And, and you, you see the promises in, in the Bible. But then what you can do is you can be tempted to walk by sight and not by faith and look at your situation. Look at your financial situation. And, 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 and look at, well, I'm not where I should be financially. And nothing, you know, I, I haven't got my financial breakthrough. And I've been standing for a long time. But you still got the promises. So what are you looking at? God proclaimed, I'm going to free you. I, I will redeem you with a powerful arm and great acts of judgment. I will claim you as my own people, and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God who has freed you from your oppression in Egypt. I will, I will bring you into the land I swore to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I will give it to you as your very own possession. I am the Lord. Next verse. So they got all excited. No. So Moses told the people of Israel what the Lord had said, but they refused to listen anymore. They had become too discouraged by the brutality of their slavery. Not having results for a long time can get you discouraged. But I, this message is for you today to get your hopes up. Get ready to go to another level. I don't care what's happened in the past. This is God's word to you. It's going to be different. But you need to expect something different. I don't care how long you've been in that condition. And see, when you believe it, it'll cause you to put the sandals on your feet. When you're expecting to go, you get ready to go. Am I helping anybody today? Yes. You may not see nothing. I shared this in Bible class Wednesday. A friend of mine, he, he said, right now he's a multimillionaire. But I remember, I don't even remember the situation because it don't matter. See, what you, what you remember when, when your manifestation happens, you don't remember what the situation was really. Well, you might. But you, what you really focused on is the manifestation. And I'm saying to you is I don't remember what he was dealing with at the time. 
But at the time, I do remember what he told me. He said he had a situation that he was facing. And he said, I don't see nothing. And what he was saying to me was he was believing God. He was trusting the Lord, but he said, I don't see anything. Anybody, can anybody relate to that? There's been times in my life when, when my greatest manifestations happened. When a second before, I didn't see anything. But you got to stay ready to go. Stay ready. Stay expecting to go to that next level, man. Can, can you see this? And I want to show you something else, that you don't have, a, have to have a complicated prayer. You don't have to have perfect faith confession. Let's see what caused, them, what, what caused God to bring them out. See, God understood that they'd been a long time in that condition. But what caused them, what caused them to come out? Okay, let's look at Exodus 12. Excuse me, uh, I'm sorry, verse, chapter 2, verse 23. Now it happened in the process of time that the king of Egypt died. Then the children of Israel, watch this, groaned because of the bondage. And they cried out. And their cry came up to God because of the bondage. Hit that next, hit that button with that word coming in. What did, what did they do? They groaned because of the bondage. Just a groan will reach the throne. <laughs> they groaned, and it gave God something to work with. You don't have to have a perfect confession. You could just groan, and God will hear you. They've been in bondage again for a very long time, in their, their whole lifetime. And in the lifetime of their ancestors, going back 400 years, they hadn't seen any relief. And God said they're, they're coming out. And, and they groaned because of the bondage, but, but then even after, after they groaned, they, they were discouraged. And they didn't want to listen anymore. They were still, Moses, stop talking. That can't happen. And God understood that. When you say some words, anybody said, said anything, that it really wasn't a good confession. But yet you had prayed and believed God. God hears your groan. Thank you, Lord. This is moving day, y'all. <laughs> Chapter 12. This month... This month shall be Exodus 12, verse 11. 
mean verse, verse 2 and 3. See, God is teaching the Israelites here to keep the first Passover. He's telling them in verse 2, this month shall be your beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the first year to you. Now, this is significant. This shall be your beginning. Everybody say beginning. This speaks of new beginnings. Forget the former things. Forget about your disappointments of the past. Forget about when you tried things and things didn't work. Hmm? Isaiah 43, verses 18 through 19, we'll close with this. Do not remember the former things. <laughs> Them former things can mess with you. Well, Pastor, what do you mean? What, what how do you think things are going to change? You don't know how long I've been going through this. I don't care how long you've been going through it. Get ready to leave that situation. What is, what is it you want? A new, new career, new business, new, or, or to start a business, or uh, get another job. Don't feel like you're stuck. Man, I feel like I'm just stuck. There's some people that are listening to me now. You've been discouraged. This message is for you. It's all right if you're quiet, just as long as you're receiving this. Things are about to change. Things are about to change. Things are about to change. And the only thing that's, that's required of you to do is believe. Just believe that things are going to get better. Things are going to be the same as they were this past year. And we, we still got some uh, we got, still got some days left in 2019. I mean, something can happen by the time you get home to totally turn your life around. Glory to God. What you going to do? You're going to get excited about it. I'm not going to let you sit here and be quiet. We're getting ready, we're getting ready to rejoice about this. We're getting ready to praise God about it together. Amen. We're going to, uh, I mean, from Fort Wayne to Indianapolis, <laughs> we are going to proclaim some stuff, man, and speak some things. It's going to be different. God brought them out anyway, even though they, they told <laughs> Moses, I don't want to hear it. Because they, was they were discouraged. They've been there for so long. How long have you been in your financial situation? Do you expect it to get any better? I said, uh, no, no, no. Do you really expect it to get better? All right, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, amen. Amen, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. That's what I'm talking about.
Is there anything too hard for the Lord? He can bypass your boss. Man, what is a boss? Your supervisor. All this kind of stuff. My supervisor. Man, your supervisor. We, who are we talking about? God, man. We're talking about the God who is more than enough. Sometimes you can feel like you're a slave, you know, to Mr. Charlie. You're on that job, man, and the guy just, oh, man, you're dragging yourself to work. Oh, here we go again. Imagine how they felt. I don't care how long it's been. It hasn't been 400 years you've been standing I don't think y'all caught that. 400 years. You can see how they can be a little discouraged. I mean, Moses is going to drop that on them. We're coming out. What are you talking about? Man, we got to get back to these bricks, man, or we're going to be in trouble. Don't remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. What's God say? Behold, I will do a new thing, y'all. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? Thank you, Lord. And there was something that I, I saw this morning as I was going over these notes. And uh, Okay, bring up that next verse, please. Thank you. All right. Behold. Fill in that blank for me. What, what does it say? Oh, here, that, that, that's what I wanted to see. That's what I, that right there. I will do a new thing. You're not doing it. God does it. All you got to do is believe. Do you believe that he'll do a new thing with it? I didn't even finish with, with uh, my, my friend, he... I did tell you he's a multimillionaire, but during that time, he wasn't no multimillionaire then, and he was going through something, and he told me, he said, I don't see nothing. And don't, don't, uh, um, don't, don't be discouraged when you see somebody prospering, somebody um, that God has blessed financially. Amen. Just get excited. I mean, I I follow uh, on Instagram young lady Candy Isley. She actually was here in Fort Wayne with the. She's a background singer. Her and her sister for the Isley brothers. She's married to Ron Isley. 
I saw a minister in the park. And, man, she got the word in her. She's actually a worship leader for a friend of mine's church in St. Louis. Well, she's on the worship. She's not the worship leader. She's on the worship team. She's just be up there. I don't think some, sometimes the, the, the folk, I don't think they may not even know who she is. And she's up there worshiping. And she, she, she uh, I follow her on Instagram. And they had uh, their son had a 13, 13th birthday party, had a surprise for him. They got a lovely house in, in St. Louis. And, and I was just, man, I was, man they, so for the 13th birthday party for their son, they had one of these trucks. I, I don't understand gaming and stuff. But they had this gaming truck at the house with screens on the outside of the truck. I mean, this wasn't a Chuck E. Cheese party. I mean, <laughs> this was like over the top. I said, man, this is, man, it make, make me want to have kids again and give, give me a 13-year-old. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. And, uh, man, that's, man, those kids, they had his, their friends over, and they, they had pizza and stuff. But they had, man, they, and they, I mean, the thing went on all day at night. They had these laser guns and, and stuff, but, but they were going inside the truck and, and playing these games and had, they were outside dancing because they had big screens on the outside of the truck. Man, I was like, man, this is a, now this is the kind of party to have. Thank you, Lord. Why did I bring that up? I mean, because that inspired me. I just like looking at that. And then she had a word after that. I mean, on, on, uh, on the same Instagram post, she talked about how and people look at our life and think it's like a perfect life and we don't go through stuff. We go through stuff. Sometimes the thing, things are difficult at times. So just because you have money don't mean you have, uh, don't have any, any challenges. There's a lot of people who are, uh, are, are have a lot of money and they, ha they have a, a lot of material things and wealth, but they're poor. If you don't have Jesus and you have and you're a multimillionaire, you're just a poor person with money. But with Jesus, you can have it all. The blessing of the Lord makes rich and has no sorrow with it. Money without Jesus is an empty life. But see, with, with Jesus, I mean, you're able to do more. See, you can do more with money. Sometimes, it, 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 I mean, you want to do stuff for your children, but if the money's not there, it's not there. But there's more available for you. God wants to prosper you. There's higher levels financially. Well, would you rather have money or Jesus? We don't have to ha make a choice. Somebody tried to bother with me on Instagram. I knew where they was going, so I didn't even answer it. Because the post wasn't even about money. It was just talking about, I, I, I forget what the post was, like what we have in Christ. And, and I mentioned finances as one of them. And the comment was, you, you mean that you can have that, that uh, money comes with Jesus. So I, I don't even respond to stuff like that.
Look at Abraham. See, God is not a different God in the new covenant. He doesn't change, even though we have a new covenant, he doesn't change his heart for us or, or, or his, his character doesn't change. He was the healer in the old covenant. He's the healer in the new covenant. He's the God that made people wealthy in the, in the old covenant. Abraham was very rich. He'll do that for you in the new covenant. Thank you, Lord. He desires above all things that you prosper and be in health just as your soul prospers. The Bible says Abraham was, was very rich. And I'm glad that he tells us what he's rich in because people would, like, would try to spiritualize it said he was very rich in cattle, nothing spiritual about cattle, in silver and gold. Whoo, glory to God. I think, I think, are y'all ready, ready to go somewhere? Yeah. I'm not talking about go home right now and eat, eat, eat Popeye's chicken sandwich. I'm talking about are you ready to go to another level? I ate that Popeye's chicken. Y'all like that Popeye? You like Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich better or the Popeye's chicken sandwich? I think I'm in the minority. I think I like the Popeye's a little better because it, 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 that the meat was thicker than me. But you can't go wrong with, uh, with Chick-fil-A. I, I like them both. First time I went, I struck out, though. I went, and uh, I was, man, I was, you know, when you really um, look forward to, to getting something, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to ride, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go, it took me about 20 minutes to get there, so I'm, I'm there, and before, <laughs> you can't make this stuff up, Bef before I could even order, there was a sign on the drive through that said we're all out of chicken sandwich, and just about then, right as I read the sign, I heard the voice over the speaker. She said, <laughs> uh, we don't have, we're all out, not hello. We're out of chicken sandwiches. We're out of this. We're out of this. We're out of this. Other than that, how can I help you? <laughs> I'm like, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> Went over to Chick-fil-A. But eventually I had one and I liked it. Y'all ready to go? Let's rejoice right now. Thank you, Lord. What are you expecting and believing for? Just thank him for it right now. Faith shouts while the walls are still up. And it don't look like you could... You, you can't see anything right now. What do you expect for your business? What do you expect for your family? What do you expect for your children? What do you expect? Thank him for it now. Thank, you, thank him for an exciting end to 2019. And, and thank him for 2020. Thank him, thank him for new beginnings. There's something new. God's doing a new thing with you.
Get ready. Expect. He got something more. The Lord will increase you more and more, you and your children. God Almighty, El Shaddai, the God of heaven and, and the earth. It, it, there's nothing too hard for him. He's Jehovah Jireh, your provider. He's Jehovah Rapha, your healer. Thank you, Lord. Let's go ahead and pick up here. Let's see him not rob, roasted in fire. Go ahead and, and lift up your hands. You need to communion element. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you. See him on that cross right now. See him taking your sicknesses and your diseases. See yourself coming out like they did with perfect health, blessed financially. Thank you, Lord. See him on that cross taking your sicknesses, your diseases. I mean, you couldn't even tell. His, his face was so disfigured. You couldn't even tell he was human. Think about that. He did all of that for you. He became sin that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Let's partake of the bread together. This cup represents the blood of Jesus. He was judged so that we would not be judged. He was the fire of God's judgment fell on him. So it can't fall on us. We live with no condemnation because of the blood of Jesus. All of our sins have been forgiven. Let's partake of the cup. Thank you for freedom. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 